Yesterday was media day at the Florida Panthers ice den in Coral Springs. Six players had an opportunity to talk to the media and head coach Paul Maurice to discuss what happened in the past with this Florida Panthers team, all the trades and the roster turnover this summer, and they discuss the mindset heading into the 2022-2023 season. We are going to discuss some of their quotes and break them down here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. September 22nd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoBan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On NHL and Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. Will they be covering all the preseason activities around? the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, what what a day it was to experience Media Day and really to provide you guys all the sounds and all the quotes from all the players that spoke to the media yesterday and really to really discuss their excitement heading into the season. Of course, we've been talking about really all summer about the finish, what's to come next, what do we think about these changes that the Florida Panthers went through? And now it's time to shut up and put the work in for for these players and, and the coaching staff as well. And of course, these players got got an opportunity really to really hang around each other and kind of get to know each other as well. And, you know, it seems like a different type of energy, especially, you know, we, we spoke about it with Jacob Winans yesterday about how this is a team that's been on the longest streak of making the postseason in its franchise's history. So it's a little bit of a different feel. The fan base is pumped up as well. Of course, a little bit of changes, but, you know, growing pains happen when it comes to when you're trying to build a contender and really great great to be back at the ice den as well at in coral springs uh a lot of it was really cool just going up upstairs and seeing some of the guys again alex from five reasons sports kobe guy and george richards from florida hockey now david dwork jameson olive all, all, all those guys just being being around the guys again and of course uh it was pretty cool just walking around and seeing kind of like what the what the kind of the behind the scenes presentation is going to look like. Of course, I'm I'm not allowed to share that with you guys just yet. You guys have to wait until it's actually uh, time to drop the puck at FLA Live Arena to see what the Florida Panthers are doing as far as like promotional nights a- a- as well. Uh, but I can say this of, because, of course, some of the players did come out to the media with their jerseys on. There is not a jersey sponsor for the Florida Panthers uh, this season. A, a lot of players, a, a lot of teams have adjusted to getting uh, sponsors on their jerseys. And I would have thought that the Florida Panthers would have maybe had a sponsor of like Funky Buddha or something or Publix, but doesn't seem like that the Florida Panthers are going to have a uh, jersey sponsor at least this season. And if they have, then they haven't really revealed it just yet. So really cool to be still a- around the uh, around the area for uh, media day. So. 
like we spoke about, let's get right into it. So six players and head coach Paul Maurice had an opportunity to really uh, talk to the media and really discuss what their offseason was like. Some of them, some of the guys coming in were um, talking to the media were some newcomers. Some of them were the guys uh, talking about uh, our guys who have been here for a while. And the first one to step up to the podium to talk was Aaron Eckblad and talked about a lot about the changes and what and he he felt that even though he didn't necessarily like like it at the time losing his friends Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberto, but talk talking about how this franchise and this team is so used to the changes that go on. I mean, let let's not forget that this is a team that only has three remaining players from their Stanley Cup bubble in Toronto just in the 2020 season, Sergey Bobrovsky, Aaron Ekblad, and Alexander Barkov, and the retooling, not rebuilding, that Bill Zito had to do in order to not only take this te- the te- to take this team from mediocrity to a contender. You most times you would have to possibly tear it down and build it back up, but Bill Zito didn't do that. So uh, Aaron Ekblad talked about how he he's kind of used to change that some if the front office feels like it's necessary that he's gonna have some trust in them. And also talked about getting to know each other off the ice. They had a dinner away from the rink um, on Saturday night. Talked a little bit how how they've had a lot of informal skates. That's been something we've been hearing a lot about. Get just getting on the ice, of course, with the collective bargaining agreement about when uh, actually formal practices are happening. Hey, these are the, these players are allowed to get off off the ice and in a non NHL slash media setting. And it, it's really cool that these guys are already starting to to kind of know each other's ticks really about what what gets them going whether it's on the rush whether it's board battles where they're going to be when it comes to a drop pass as well so kind of cool that that they're already starting that with informal skates and that could possibly accelerate them once the once the regular season starts on October 13th and Aaron Eckblad also talked about the offseason about how they it's better to actually be on the ice and be uh, and skating instead of just being at the gym because of course the hunger is there that was a recurring theme during media day hunger how hungry is this team and of course being bounced out after winning the president's trophy that is going to bring a different possibly a different level to this team but but also i realized that this is a possibility for this to be a little bit of a hangover as well the the possibilities out there especially with with the turnover so let's also be aware that either one of those things can happen and also, about, also asked about Gus Forsling being on the top pairing and spoke and Aaron Eckblad spoke about he loves his foot speed and being one of the tops in the NHL, being on the same uh, pair with them as well. So and also uh, didn't re- really as far as like posting about time to the hashtag time to hunt. Didn't think that the Florida Panthers were bringing it back, but it seems like that they are going to bring it back via their social media team. Tim Reynolds of the Associated Press asked Aaron Ekblad about last season was was the time to hunt and that Aaron Ekblad was asked about now that they won the President's Trophy about being the hunted and really discussed really about that the really the only expectations in that matters to them is really the expectations that they have in the room, which is a great mindset to have for the the number one pair defenseman for uh, the Florida Panthers. and really before uh, talking about getting into the playoffs about the expectations before uh, I forgot who it was who asked this about uh, asking a question about making the playoffs and he says we expect to make the playoffs but I 
had an opportunity to ask Aaron Eckblad about the fact that Uyghur is no longer with the organization with that trade. What of a great opportunity is this is for someone like a Lucas Carlson who signed another deal with the Florida Panthers and bringing in a guy like Mark Stahl into the mix, what kind of impact that they're going to have. So let, let's uh, listen to this clip of Aaron Eckblad talking about the defensive pairs for the Florida Panthers this season. It's going to be great. Um, obviously, to see Carl's game evolve is going to be huge. Um, I've always been a fan of, uh, of Stalzy. Uh, I think he's a great player. I like like his gaps and stuff like that. I think uh, uh, being in Detroit, the way they press up on teams is kind of something that we're going to want to implement into our game. And I think he's going to do a great job showing us all the way um, in that aspect. So, um, yeah, really excited to uh, get started with these guys. Obviously going to miss Weegsy. He's my boy. But uh, at the end of the day, change, evolve, and, and get better as a team is, is our main focus. And what I get out of that is that Aaron Eckblad, like I, like you said, you can't change the past, but you can only look forward to what you have right in front of you and take it one day at a time. And then that that's a good way to transition to someone like Sergei Bobrovsky spoke about the hunger and that what kind of hunger is brought to this Florida Panthers team and and is is it still there? And Sergei Bobrovsky talked about that this team hasn't really accomplished anything and that 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 the ultimate goal is not to win the president's trophy to win the Stanley cup. So the, the, the motivation for them as a group is still there and talks about his daily routine. We all know that Sergey Bobrovsky is someone who's always hitting the gym, always, uh, always with his stretching that, that of course your goal, you have to be flexible in order to, in order to be well at the position, but takes it one day to, at a time. You can't talk about 23 and um, 20, the end of 2023, you got to just worry about, training camp also it's been a it's been a really tough summer for hockey players who are russian as well because of course all of the questions that are asked about them going back to their countries uh sergey Bobrovsky was asked a little bit about that and Bobrovsky kind of dodged the question but i don't blame him for dodging it it's a really touchy subject when talking about uh the situation that's going on over there and he he did confirmed that he did go back to uh st petersburg russia where he's from and of course talking about the direct flights getting over here no problems with getting over here and and one thing that has been talked about over the summer about gms uh advising players to not go back to russia because they don't know if they have the opportunity to come back and of course we had a situation this summer with kirill kaprizov of the minnesota wild that there there was possible trouble uh there for uh kirill the thrill and also, you know that there was going to be questions regarding Spencer Knight and talking about competing every day that not to be complacent. And it's just and, you know, we, we talk about goalies kind of like quarterbacks in the NFL. Really, the there's only one that can play. You can only play one quarterback. You can only play one goalie uh, unless unless there's a very unique situation. But most cases one goalie playing uh, playing at a time for 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 this team of course you have to have a solid backup because goalies aren't especially in this day in the nhl are not going to play full 82 games and and really talking about competing and really my translation of that when i heard sergey Bobrovsky say that was really not to be complacent about just thinking and assuming that this is 
his job just because he's getting $10 million a year. And hey, he responded well last season uh, with a 267 GAA uh, and, and his save percentage in the 910s for the Florida Panthers. So great bounce back season for Bobrovsky. And of course, this is the halfway point of his big seven-year, $70 million deal. So it's uh, it's it's great that Sergey Bobrovsky was able to uh, bounce bounce back and 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 all so great for him. I I did one thing that I did ask Sergey Bobrovsky was, you know, we got a we saw a lot of turnover with this Florida Panthers team on the forward groups. Of course, Mc, Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberto no longer being with the organization, and of course, a new coach, a few new assistant coaches. But one of the constants that remained for the Florida Panthers was goalie goaltending coach. Robert Tallis, who's been with the organization since 2009. I had an opportunity to ask Sergey Bobrovsky about what Rob Tallis means to him that of him coming back to the Panthers organization. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely been a great great part of my development. You know, it's he's he's been uh, he's been very supportive. We had like uh, we had we had with him ups and downs, you know, and. Uh, so we went through lots of things with him, and I'm happy to see him back. And I'm uh, I'm looking forward to to build, you know, to build and uh, keep developing myself. And something that has been praised from the Florida Panthers uh, about, excuse me, about the Florida Panthers is what they've been doing with their goaltending excellence department with Roberto Longo leading the way, Robert Tallis. Of course, Bill Zito, of course, being a, a part of it as well. And of course, Luongo's brother, Leo, part of being in the AHL side of things with the Charlotte Checkers as well, along with uh, Jared Stahl, uh, brother of Mark and and Eric uh, and Jordan, uh, which we'll get to Mark Stahl a little bit later. But so that that in itself, the consistency, the the improvement in, in the net, of course, Spencer Knight struggled last year. But really took a step in the right direction towards the end of the season, and I and I think that's a that was really noteworthy to ask Sergey Bobrovsky when it came to when it comes to how much of a difference Robert Tallis can make in helping him get to the best of best of his abilities as a goaltender. Of course, we know that Sergey Bobrovsky is not going to be. Vesna Bob, if is it great if we do happen to see that? Absolutely, but still to play at a high level is what we're we're hoping. And of course, Bob turned uh, 34 just the other day, so you know he's not getting any younger. So the help of Robert Tallis and him being back is super crucial for this uh, Florida Panthers team. So great, great to see, um, and great that Sergey Bobrovsky is happy himself to see that someone like Rob Tallis is coming back into the mix in segment number two we are going to continue discussing the what the players have said in media day yesterday at the panthers ice den in coral springs but first we're going to tell you all about bet online and betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season find all the latest football league developments game matchups news and podcasts including this week's week three games BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends 
and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Second segment here on this Thursday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And we're we're continuing the conversation of media day. So the third person to um, speak to the media on Wednesday was Captain Alexander Barkov, who when when he walked into the room, you noticed immediately, number one, a different type of Florida hat that he had. He spoke about how he had to get a little bit of a cleaner one versus what he had previously. And Alexander Barkov looked bulkier than what he did. So that is a very encouraging sign for you, Panther fans, and was asked about how uh, about how him looking bulkier and then his funny response was talking about uh that he hopes it's not the restaurant so 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 pretty funny response got a little bit of a laugh in in the room also was uh asked about the adjustment period with all the changes of the roster of having so much success uh and the how the guys have been here for the last two weeks and was asked about the playoff loss and of course the the theme continuing theme is about what's in the past is in the past and where and the that the team is looking forward and it took him it sold he said he was honest it took him a little bit of a while to get over the playoff loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning of course it's a little different when when you not only get swept but you felt like that you could have at least had two of those four games in games two and four with those games being as close as they are that maybe could have switch the series for for the for the Panthers but of course Barkov is not worried about that anymore for him it's time to move on and talked about how they're continuing the conversation about there being a target on the back on of the Panthers and it's like they they're still not where they want to be they 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 sure presence trophy but not where where they want to be asked about how he found out about the Matthew Kachuk trade uh, for for the Panthers and really he found out around 7 8 a.m uh, finish time he was talking about how he was flooded with text messages and it won't be the same without but that he's over it and I didn't take that in a I didn't take that in a bad way a lot of people a lot of people when at least reading it on Twitter saying that when the Alexander Barkov said that he's over is that that he it's like forget Huberto and all that. He said no, that's not the impression that I got from Alexander Barkov. Th- these are guys that are still friends off the ice. Of course, they won't be messaging probably often in the season. I mean, I, I can't necessarily confirm that, but th- they're still going to be friends. They spent nine years in the organization together. I mean, so it, it's a big loss for someone personally like Barkov. But of course, the 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 goal is just to know that this is a business at the end of the day and that right now what the Panthers have right here right now is the focus for uh, this team and continuing to reflect that around the the rest of the locker room. That is uh, Sasha Barkov's goal, at least from what, what he said to us today and talked about, uh, spoke about Matthew Kachuk and spending some time with him and talked about really how much of a caring individual Matthew Kachuk is. He says hi to the equipment staff, make sure they're, they're okay. Very talkative as well. Something we kind of knew already, but now that we kind of see like Matthew Kachuk wanting to get to know everybody, even when the cameras are off, that's really encouraging to see. Of course, you see just Matthew Kachuk walking around just always with a smile on his face. So great to see that it's even confirmed behind the scenes, at least a little bit that they do share with us. And 
also spoke about the welcoming message for Matthew Kachuk and Barkov texting him first uh, saying, welcome to the team. And then it's weird to even say here, Barkov bleep out a slur um, saying that Matthew Kachuk replied effing right. So another laugh in the room. There was plenty of laughs today inside that uh, press conference uh, in the conference room for during media day. So lots of laugh. And that was one of the many uh, that Sasha Barkov was able to share with us about Matthew Kachuk being welcomed to the team. And also spoke about how about the adversity that the team didn't really find in the regular season, but also is made a lot of people well aware that you really can't, you try not to get into a hole early and not worry about November and December. Uh, what, like I said, similar to Sergei Bobrovsky's answer uh, as well. So, and also a recurring thing was three coaches in the last year for the Panthers as well. Of course, Joel Quenville having to resign with everything that happened in Chicago, Andrew Burnett um, holding, holding the fort for the Panthers. And of course not being uh, re-signed for, for this team after president's trophy and uh, being swept out of the first, um, out of the second round. So, you know, there, there's, there's, there's a system change for, for the Panthers as well. There's going to be, there's going to be a little bit of getting to know between the, the, the captain and the coach. And of course, and of course, We'll get to Paul Maurice a little bit later, which like I, I was talking with Jacob um, yesterday uh, on yesterday's show. If you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to it. But Paul Maurice is one of my favorite to, to listen to uh, yet today at, at Media Day. But one thing that is a little different, most importantly, is the fact that Jonathan Huberto was the longest tenured Panther on on the squad right before being traded so and of course his play on the ice backed him up as as a leader for this team but now that he's gone and of course Matthew Kachuk coming in and having an A on his sweater I was able to ask Sasha Barkov about how he feels about the different leadership factors for a new guy coming in versus the guy who was there for so long so here's Alexander Barkov's answer Huberto being the longest tenure Panther right before the trade of course that with, with having tenure brings a lot of leadership into the locker room of course the play on the ice as well but Matthew Kachuk bringing that leadership factor and having an A on his sweater in uh, Calgary how much does that change with the new guy coming into the mix yeah of course it of course it's going to change it's a different guy different type of player uh, different character so it will change and uh I'm sure it will. It will be everything will be good. Uh, knowing knowing Matty, he's a he's a great leader. He's been doing that for Calgary for for a while, and uh, you see how the how he plays the game. Like I've seen his interviews, and I see like how he how he wants to how he wants to be better, how he wants to win. And like I've been around him for the past two weeks, so I'm really excited about about him and our team and. Uh, yeah, just overall, like really excited about this whole whole thing and getting started. And bringing a different personality in the locker room is definitely going to be a little bit of an of an adjustment period for th this Cats team. And of course, um, they talk about the the getting along off the ice is really going to help eventually how they get on the ice. And of course, we speak about at, at 
each player's habits and each player's uh what what makes them tick like we talked about earlier and one person who was similar in the similar position of matthew kachuk this year coming into a new team after after being in a of course with with matthew kachuk being a early first round pick and going into a new situation another player who was able to kind of speak about matthew kachuk coming in and relating to what he did last year with someone like Sam Reinhart. Sam Reinhart also spoke about being the new guy in town. It took him a little while um, that to to get acclimated to the culture, the city uh, of, of being around the organization. Sam Reinhart took, um, spoke about how he's less nervous this time around uh, after October because we spoke about a lot on the show, even during the 2021-22 season, about how... Sam Reinhardt struggled a, a little bit and of course and really turned it on really starting in November and took off really was at a point per game pace for for most of the second half of the season so and and of course playing on that third line being shuffled and all that stuff talk spoke a little bit about that but also spoke about how his, his relationship with Paul Maurice and getting to know him and they do have a previous relationship in the past with Hockey Canada even though it was just an exhibition game four Sam Reinhardt over there, but kind of got to know him a little bit. So that is kind of a plus for this Florida Panthers team on how um, about knowing him and getting to getting to talk to him in the past and now being his head coach. So there, there's a little bit of familiarity there between Sam Reinhardt and uh, Paul Maurice and was asked about um, not running it back with the same group. And he's like, and, and with the, and also with the three coaches in a matter of a year. And he talked about how structure is important and thankful to have Paul Maurice in the building, because think about that answer structure in the building for the Panthers. And yeah, people pick on Paul Maurice for not for missing the playoffs a lot uh, during his time as a coach. But of course those 20 years of him coaching shows a trust factor in different GMs throughout his time coaching and the structure there, there had to have been a structure throughout those 20 years of coaching. And you don't get to that. You don't get to 20 plus years of coaching without having a structure. And of course, that's the difference between someone like Paul Maurice being in the mix versus just a guy learning on the job, even though Andrew Burnett had 70 plus games to learn still, still, but you know, this is a team that has higher aspirations than just, getting to the second round and it felt that of course bill zito felt like that just what what wasn't good enough and all so one thing we've been discussing all off season is the right right wing forward position for the panthers and of course this was an issue for the panthers last year who was going to be playing on the top line with either alexander barkoff or on the second line with sam bennett last year and of course max and mammon had a little bit of time there as as well but wasn't really going to be the guy long term for the for the Panthers there. Of course, they make the trade for Claude Drew uh, and Anthony Duclair is really on that top line and some parts in the second line. But Anthony Duclair is going to like we spoke about is going to be missing some time for the Panthers, likely 25 percent of the season to at least 50 percent of the season. So I had an opportunity for to ask Sam Reinhart what he thinks of the the shock of Anthony Duclair getting hurt during the offseason and how he is going to step up along with other players in the lineup for this Florida Panthers team. So here's Sam Reinhardt's response to that. 
I mean, it, it's, it's never an easy thing to see, especially something so freak like that. Um, you know, I think it provides, uh, you know, a lot of guys different opportunities to, to, to step up. Um, and, you know, I think the off ice part of it, I think he's, he's someone, you know, his personality, I'm sure a little bit, he's someone that's not going to miss a beat, you know, he's, he's going to still be around the guys. And I think that's an important thing, um, for him going through the start of the year, um, you know, especially with some of the new, new guys, like you guys have pointed out. So, um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully it all works out in the end and, and he gets back to playing soon. And that's a position that we're going to be discussing quite a bit uh throughout the the season especially in the beginning because it's a, it's going to be a little bit of a hole to fill for this uh Florida Panthers team as they try to you know kind of stay afloat while Anthony Duclair is is gone from this from this team at least like I said for the first uh, 25 to 50% of of the season and of course there has to be skating for Anthony Duclair as well and in in order to get fr from just skating on his own to putting the pads on and in order to also get up to game speed because game speed is of course so much different than than practice and of course trying to get back in to the mix but the best quote that sam reinhardt had that kind of started like kind of like a ripple effect of asking uh different uh guys what the, what aaron ekblad earlier was uh talking about how that that he it is uh, Matthew Kachuk is a guy who pisses you off, and Sam Reinhardt's response to that was he pisses people his opponents off because he's good, and of course uh, Matthew Kachuk being a guy who is always right in front of the net, uh, even behind even when he gets up to the low slot, and of course when the whistle blows, of course uh, opponents aren't gonna like that he that he gets up close and of course the the rule in hockey is don't touch the goalie even if he doesn't touch the goalie opponents aren't going to like that he's going to get close so it's going to talk it's every time there's going to be uh not every time but when the when the whistle does blow expect a lot of uh of Matthew Kachuk being involved in 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 those and that's kind of the grittiness that that we speak about really with Matthew Kachuk being in the mix and talk and that's kind of a different factor when this floor with that this Florida Panthers team was looking for Alexander Barkov said that he's the guy who that 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 we are looking for as as talking about Matthew Kachuk being in the mix for the Panthers another player that that is also that also spoke to me that I was looking forward to listening to that we spoke about yesterday was Mark Stahl veteran defenseman Mark Stahl uh of course winning a um, not winning, excuse me, having a Stanley Cup appearance with the New York Rangers being a first round pick in 2005, spent a few years in Detroit. So it, it's been a different uh, direction in Mark Stahl's career over the last few seasons and talks about how asked about what he can add. And and he talks about continuing to play hard, defend his own end and teach the young guys because he's one of the oldest guys on on this team, him along with Radical Gudis, of course, both of them are going to be expiring contracts this year. So what kind of impact can those guys and their mentorship can do for some of the young guys? We've talked about a little bit about Lucas Carlson in, in, into the mix as well. So we we, we discussed a little bit about, about, about that as well. So also with Mark Stahl, uh, we... We spoke about he spoke about Eric Stahl, 
who's on a PTO that he's going to be living with him a little bit throughout the throughout the training camp for the Panthers. And Jacob and I spoke about what what are the chances that Eric Stahl gets to uh, make the lineup for uh, the Panthers and also talked about number one defenseman Aaron Ekblad um, and talked about how he loves his confidence and how he carries himself and also was like like we mentioned earlier Jared Stahl being a part of the Charlotte Checkers coaching staff Mark Stahl being part of the mix and they were asked what about Jordan and Mark Stahl joked around saying that he's not involved he's a hurricane so one of the other many other laughs that in the room for for uh for the this Panthers media day, but I got a I got, I got an opportunity to ask Mark Stahl about being in a different situation with being in a Stanley Cup final, mentoring a guy like Moritz Sider in Detroit, and how much different this is for Mark Stahl coming into this situation with the Florida Panthers, uh being a- after them winning a President's Trophy. So here is Mark Stahl's answer to that question. Yeah, I mean, and there's turnover on every team, and and uh, these guys had a lot of success last year, um, and there has been some turnover. But I think there's a lot of players returning in that room that are hungry to get back after it. And um, uh, so, you know, for me, I just want to jump in and and get involved with that those guys as much as I can early, and and um, you know, start pushing this thing in, in the right direction from the start. It's a long long grind it's going to be a lot of ups and downs and it's just about um like like everyone says you just take it the next day the next day and keep building towards the ultimate goal which is stanley cup so um today's day one and um you know we're excited to get started and that response just pretty much tells me that he's been here before and this isn't the first time that he's coming off a season where the team that even though he wasn't on the panthers last year that that he's coming into a situation where that team that he's playing for specifically won the president's trophy the year prior. He said, he spoke about earlier about how the New York Rangers won the president's trophy. And then he was, uh, he, and the expectations that come the year after, even though he did not win the Stanley cup with the New York Rangers as as well. So kind of, kind of spoke about how similar the situations are for him and, and this Florida Panthers team being, being that he has been there before and of course going into a new situation a different situation in Detroit who's an up and coming team as well so that great great stuff from Mark Stahl from uh Media Day but we saved the best two for last which is, which we will be discussing Matthew Kachuk and coach Paul Maurice in the third and final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast so stick with us third and final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this Thursday September 22nd edition of the show talking about media day and Matthew Kachuk was the final um, was the final player to 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 talk at media day and of course probably by design of course player the players hyping him up and then Matthew Kachuk kind of being told about what the players have said about him so asked about the comment about pissing people off and he responded is like yeah maybe that's why that people brought brought him here so talked about uh, he's well aware of that's what people think about him and of course i can only imagine the praise that matthew kachuk uh had in just a phone conversation with bill zito prior to the trade and discussing the contract even though the contract was discussed with calgary prior to the trade but kind of like the the sense of being wanted and that's kind of really what what 
Matthew Kachuk that has really helped his confidence. Not that he needs any help being confident as well. And talks about how Florida is like a top destination in the NHL. Talk about the lifestyle already. And right before recording this, Jameson Olive of FloridaPanthers.com shared an image of Matthew Kachuk on uh, on his from his Instagram story about going straight from media day to the to the beach uh, beach. So kind of kind of already liking the style and kind of getting some um, enjoying his time here right before training camp starts tomorrow. So happy for Matthew Kachuk that he's uh, he's enjoying himself while he's here and. One thing that just really interested in that that I wanted to ask Matthew Kachuk is that in the 2021 season when we had these pods of divisions, of course, Canada specifically had their own division. Of course, a lot of them had to do with uh, COVID restrictions as well of why all the Canadian teams got their own division. But Matthew Kachuk and Brady Kachuk were in the same division and played each other eight eight plus times a year some other teams you played 10 times a year so there's a different level when you're playing each other so many times and now matthew kachuk and brady kachuk get to do the same thing uh in in the same division in an, in a real season for at least the next eight years so i had an opportunity to ask matthew kachuk about ask i asked him how much will you be communicating with Brady Kachuk during the season now that you're in the same division? This is Matthew Kachuk's answer. He's my brother, obviously. Um, I think that, I mean, I'll do the same thing that I always do, but these games mean, uh, just obviously mean a lot more. They're all four-point games. I think that when we played in Calgary and in Ottawa, when I was with the Flames, it was, uh, you know, it was more like fun, like kind of just, playing against your brother like now this is this is business obviously i'm his biggest fan he's my biggest fan we wish each other both obviously tons of personal success but we're playing against each other like i want to beat them probably just as much as he wants to beat us i mean we're both competitive guys and we both they're going to do everything in our power to get our teams to playoffs have success um especially against each other i mean they're rivalry games now and personally, I asked uh, Matthew Kachuk that question because, of course, um, I am the youngest of two in my family, and I have an older brother as well. And of course, competing against my brother in sports, there's a little bit of a different level of you are their biggest cheerleader. But when you play against them, that you just want to beat the crap out of them in, in the sport that you play. And pers- personally, that that is why I decided to ma- ask uh, Matthew Kachuk that question. So. I, I remember just seeing a few clips of Matthew Kachuk falling on the ice and Brady Brady skating away, and then just uh, as he's on the floor on his on uh, on the ice on his back, he goes and uh, checks Brady from from behind. So look, look at just take a look whenever these teams do play about kind of the off the off the puck stuff about what Brady and Matthew are going to do to kind of agitate each other and. Uh, so that that is that is something that I will definitely be looking for. And also talked about uh, changing the culture, being the new guy in, in in the building versus John Huberto being out and talked about that. It could be a little difficult um, with trying to change uh, the culture being in. But all he talked about really about being himself throughout this whole thing and also spoke about expect expectations for the Florida Panthers coming into the season about a second round exit and the pressure that comes with it. And one thing that Matthew Kachuk, which was being honest about, which is very valid about he played in a Canadian market. So he knows what that pressure is like so that he's used to that. And, and of course, uh, with with him being 
here in South Florida. Not a lot of national coverage, but still a little bit of pressure. It doesn't it doesn't mean that there's insurmountable uh, pressure for this Florida Panthers team, but that Matthew Kachuk is just used to it and that it's going to, it's not going to really affect them about what he's going to do when he comes to the ice every single day. And of course really says only, he only cares about the expectations in in the room. Also uh, asked about Alexander Barkov and speaks about that. He hasn't seen skill like Alexander Barkov's in his whole life. And we're talking about a guy who was just playing on possibly the best line in the NHL with Elias in Lindholm and Johnny Gaudreau just last season. And he's saying how Alexander Barkov is, he hasn't seen a, a skill like that. It's just really, it, it, it just really speaks the volumes to the type of player Alexander Barkov is. Of course, won the Selkie trophy in uh, 2021. So it speaks volumes to the kind of reputation that Alexander Barkov has. So so cre- credit to Barkov and what he's been able to do as being the culture setter for this team. And also, we've been talking about where Matthew Kachuk could be slotted in this lineup. Some people might think that he's going to be on the top line with Barkov, maybe on the second line with Bennett, who Bennett had a lot of chemistry with Jonathan Huberto. But Matthew Kachuk spoke about how he doesn't care who he's uh, paired out, um, who he's playing with, and spoke about the um grit that the team needs and says that fans will love the way he plays and just seeing the highlight videos of Matthew Kachuk uh, I, I can uh, I can only I can only imagine once the games do start and the puck does drop next one which was probably the best of, of all of them was just the the constant joking that Paul Maurice uh, w- was doing during his uh, press conference it's crazy because South Florida has uh, two head coaches uh, new head coaches too who are who are constantly joking with the media and just uh, very upbeat people. Of course, the other coach being Mike McDaniel of the Miami Dolphins, uh, kind of like with some legendary responses. And looks like that we're going to see a lot of that with Paul Maurice. So Paul Maurice is going to be a really exciting guy to cover uh, throughout his time with the Florida Panthers. Of course, it's going to be a different feel and a different mood when the team loses. But of course, this is a fresh start. Everyone's zero, zero, and zero. So of course, you're going to see this upbeat Paul Maurice right now, but it's, I don't, it, it, don't expect it all the time, but of course I'm not going to, I'm not going to crap on Paul Maurice if the team loses and we don't see that kind of friendly banter between Paul Maurice and some of the media members. So, so just uh, trying, just trying to set an expectation for all of you guys. So kind of uh, starts off with a joke. It's like tough crowd, <laughs> like, let, let her up just right there and kind of uh, talked about how hectic it can be to move about settling down about meeting with about, um, hundreds of different people and also spoke about uh, children as well spoke about how his, one of his children are in Coral Gables going to the University of Miami the other one's in a sterile and talked about how they're all out of the house and then he gives a thumbs up with a smile and then that left a, a laugh in in the room so every parent's dream for their kids to move out of their house. So uh, spoke about the continuing theme about Matthew Kachuk pissing people off with his play. And Maurice was uh, said that I would have thought pain in the ass for, for, uh, uh, for Matthew Kachuk. So, you know, kind of, you know, kind of, kind of toying around and just trying to, uh, trying to, uh, 
you know, also compliment his, his, his player as well and talk, talk about what he brings to the table and talked about compared Matthew Kachuk bring what him coming to the team is having different ingredients about hockey teams, championship caliber hockey teams, having different ingredients saying that not everybody needs to be like a Matthew Kachuk. We, we speak about his grit. We speak about how he's getting right in front of your faces. We see about after we talk about the after the whistle stuff for Matthew Kachuk and that not everybody has to be that way is that for everybody to just be themselves. And of course, Matthew Kachuk spoke about how he's always involved in the play and not um, afraid to get in front of the net and a lot of uh, fire uh, to his game. And he doesn't want anyone to any other player to change their game just because Matthew Kachuk is is uh, playing like like he does and and all. So. Uh, an, one one question that I asked Paul Maurice was that with the trade of Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger, this team by their average age got younger. And I asked Paul Maurice about what he's looking forward to with some players being in their prime and some of the younger guys who are trying to be mainstays on the NHL roster. Here's what Paul Maurice had to say about that. You've got the guy that's this great mix now, right? So a lot of your drivers are coming right into their prime. They're not necessarily 33 and on the, they're just starting to come in the bark. Even Aaron Eckblad, he's been, it feels like he's been in the league as long as I have. And you know, he's just, he's still a young man, right? There's, so there's more there with those guys. And then you've got some kids. I think, I think the mix is critical. I know, I mean, when you're, I think the year we had about 114 points in Winnipeg. I still think we had about the third youngest forward group. So you know that they, they still have some years before they're going to hit that prime. Most of the drivers here are in their prime or just more exciting. They're just coming into their prime. They're just starting to get to that point where uh, they've got experience. Their bodies are heavy enough now. They, they, when they train in the summer, they train harder. Their capacity grows so they can do more. Really excited about that, and and you guys should be excited about that uh, too uh, for for these players and an opportunity for them to continue to grow. As Paul Marie said, they're they're getting to to know who they personally are as as people, and also spoke about how about the getting one hundred twenty two points last last year, and talked about how. The, the goal is to build a game that is sustainable past April at about 122 last year was that bar about how, you know, th this team had, hadn't gone through really much adversity last season, but didn't really say that in a bad way because he said about they were just that good. But of course, when you don't face that much adversity throughout the season, then it's going to then it's going to be harder for teams to adjust that when things the, the going does get tough in the postseason. And the trade for Kachuk, he talks about how the players needing needing a different option, talks about uh and also talks about how Kachuk is that type of player who wins uh battles three feet from the boards. So, so he spoke about how that is uh something that the the Florida Panthers are gonna be working on really early on in training camp. So look out for that uh, as we dis we will be discussing that. And also talked about the decision why to come to the Florida Panthers and spoke about how he was only going to take an opportunity that he, and, and he said, and he said about how he would only go to a place that he personally can feel better 
as a head coach in, in a better situation. Of course, relationship with management as well, ownership about w- what the players are going to do when uh, about buying into what Maurice is trying to sell as well about, you know, because of course, yeah, sure. In, in the pros, players are getting paid a whole bunch of money, so you can't really control about what they do off the ice and all that, but continuing to be a good example and, a, and t- spoke about how he called players multiple times throughout the off season. So that's already telling me that Paul Maurice is a, is a player's coach and a guy who's trying to get to know them in order to build something that's more sustainable. It's talked about not just the goal isn't to just be a second round exit anymore for this team. And, and that getting to know your players is really kind of kind of, kind of the start for this team. But the most important quote for that Palmery said on Wednesday morning slash afternoon was of course, uh, spoke about, he was asked by Tim Reynolds about Andrew Burnett checking with Sergei Bobrovsky about the, everything that's going on in Russia. But one thing that Paul Maurice was asked about what he is going to say to Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, talk when talking about that situation even though i didn't ask this question i wanted to play the clip for you guys on this on just to because the the, just the response for paul maurice is just something that i really like and i want to discuss more about it so here's the paul maurice on on talking about uh everything that's going on in russia season um you know the war in Ukraine started in February and Andrew spoke often about how he had to check in on Bob quite a bit. Just yeah. where's your head at? Where's your head at? There's no, there's no cliff's notes for right. how to coach a player when dealing with real world stuff, 5,000 miles right. away. Do you, have you gotten, what's your relationship with Bob? How do you, have you, have you, how have you learned to really yeah, it's, it's our relationship that? really is just starting one meeting hockey related, family related, I think what's important is that they all feel in some the support, but an actual structure to that support. So certainly, and Robbie Tallis does a marvelous job developing relationships with goalies. So that's the first support structure for them, coaching and management. And then this is true of whatever a player would be dealing with off the ice, that there is a structure there. If he needs help, he can get help. Professional people to talk to. I think if there is... I'm going to be careful how I say it and be careful how you guys write this place. Take care of me on this one. If there's a silver lining in COVID and, and people lost their lives. So I want, I want you to be careful. And I'm trying to be careful with it is that we started to really look at mental health. And, and I would say just personally for me, I did where you start to wonder what a player is going through more, you know, I mean, 25 years ago when you came in, nobody ever talked about that stuff. You, you didn't want to talk about that. Now that is, forefront in what we do and we do have a structure of people here of people here to help with that so anything that a player is going through or a staff member we do have support but we also have a structure to that support and that's what setting culture is all about being being there for your players and making making sure you're talking about the important things which your mind is your number one asset because of course when you break a bone in your arm or your leg you can see a broken bone but when it comes to like your mental health and all that nobody can actually physically see it you can you can talk about it all you want but nobody actually gets to see what 
a person is going through emotionally. And that's what Paul Maurice is hoping to get out of Sergei Bobrovsky. And of course, he resigned from his position with the Winnipeg Jets back in January, right before Dave Lowry was named uh, interim head coach for the Winnipeg Jets. And just a, a kind of a kind of a a very a response that kind of made me exhale a little bit about when talking about it. The fact that the head coach is talking about uh, mental health openly, and of course him taking his break. His break. I didn't get to ask. Uh, I did not get the opportunity to ask Paul Maurice about how he personally has really uh, has how his mental health has helped with with taking that break from. Uh, coaching, but I'm sure I'm I'm sure he would have. I, I can't really speak for him, but I would like to hear like kind of like his his mindset about taking that break as well. But the fact that he wants to be there for his goaltender, and of course, continuing the conversation about something that has been going on, especially now with the last few years with COVID being a thing in our society, uh, it's it's not only a pandemic that's spreading, but it, it's a mental health crisis that our society is going through as well. So Paul Maurice, I'm going to take care of you on that response as far as talking about mental health. And that, that is really a, was probably the greatest answer of everything when it comes to, when it comes to everything with media, with media day and Braden Hache, seventh round pick for the Florida Panthers from last year's uh, draft spoke about his mental health as well, about everything that he's gone through, had his exclusive interview with Doug Plagan, the NHL does the special Bell Let's Talk uh, thing on Twitter that about talking about your mental health and hopefully that we get to end the stigma when talking about mental health, that it's okay to be talking about your feelings out loud and everything that you're going through because you guys come here and listen to this podcast to get away from everything that you go through in your life. But just know that there are things that do happen in your actual life. Uh, that of course, and of course, we all find different distractions in order to kind of soothe our minds and to, and and of course, me myself. Of course, there are things outside of this podcast that you know we're all fighting. We're all fighting some type of battles, and that's kind of really the biggest takeaway that I I am getting from all this. So I I honestly I really appreciate uh, that response from Paul Maurice, and I hope that we can get more of this kind of discussion from the head coach. And that is really, really, in my opinion, true leadership for this Florida Panthers team. And that culture was the big talk. And really that, that in my opinion, just hearing that response is a really big culture setter for this Panthers team. But this was, this was a, this was a fun episode of lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. We went a little long on this episode, but of course, including clips and just, um, and also talking about my perspective on the, media day for the Panthers a lot of players spoke including head coach Paul Maurice of course but the fun is just beginning for this uh for this Panthers team right before they hit the ice on Thursday their first practice uh for for training camp will be Thursday at September 22nd at 9 a.m at the Panthers ice then there'll be a it'll be split practices one at 9 a.m one at 12 p.m um unfortunately they are close to the public but you can follow the this podcast as well where I will be covering uh, I'll be in person for day one of uh, training camp uh, before I head back to or Orlando, but also to also uh, follow all the people who are going to be consistently there for this Panthers team and and have a little bit of a pulse of what's going on about all the battles that are going on for this Florida Panthers team ahead of training camp. 
Thank you so much, guys, uh, for listening to this. And I hope that you really enjoyed this episode of Lockdown Florida Panthers. So come back tomorrow and we'll have some more on on everything in, in regards to training camp. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. So you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden. Will they be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League? Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>